Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 29th of April 2023 and the episode title is Record Breaking Satan. High Level Games is in the spotlight this month as voted for by our cherished patrons. The interview with Josh Heath, the COO of High Level, is live and Josh is impressive. He has a master's in conflict resolution and he ran a heathen religion non-profit now you can find the whole piece on the blog now as it happens there's a bit of a religious theme in this week's podcast and that starts with but does not stay with dungeons and dragons you know and that's kind of a religion for some this month we have a new guinness world record and that's for the largest game of D&D ever played. It happened in Provo. And I, I admit, I had to hit up Bing to find out where exactly Provo is. So let me tell you. It is the fourth largest city in Utah in the United States of America. And that probably means it dwarfs Geek Native's hometown HQ of Edinburgh, Scotland. I asked Bing what Utah was famous for. And it told me beehives, skiing, Sunday, Salt Lake City, and Mormons. Yes, by the way, I do use Bing as my default desktop search engine. And I have done so ever since Google retired Google Reader on the 1st of July 2013. Boy, do I hold a grudge. Perhaps we should add D&D to the list of Utah successes because Team Provo smashed the old record. It would take 500 people playing D&D at once, but this game managed 1,227. How do you run a game like that? Well, with many DMs, each one looking after a table of no more than seven players. It was a single game, a battle and an adventure, all interlinked. The success of each table made a difference. The scenario was called The Dead Wars, and now for 40 bucks you can buy it from DriveThruRPG. It's just out, and no one's reviewed it yet, and I have seen some typos, but perhaps it, it is a bit of electronic history. I don't know. I suspect there was an enormous amount of logistics, but the modular approach in the Dead Wars might be something conventions look at. Speaking of conventions, the tickets for Tabletop Scotland opened today, and I've bought mine. There is, of course, already a city famous for D&D, and that's Lake Geneva, which has fewer than 10,000 people living in it, and it is the Wisconsin birthplace of the modern tabletop RPG. Dave Arnson met Gary Gygax at GenCon there in the 60s and together they invented the game. TSR, the company that first published D&D, is based there, or was, and Gary Gygax died there in 2008. This week the Chicago Tribune asked, why is there no Gygax statue at Lake Geneva? I especially liked how they justified the story by describing it as a cultural legacy from somebody who was not a soldier or a politician. 
the answers the Tribune get are, well, they're weird. And the answers all seem to be Satan. The ghost of the satanic panic, that great cancel culture from the religious right that wanted to stop D&D abides. Ben Riggs, the author of Slaying the Dragon, A Secret History to Dungeons and Dragons, is quoted saying, I think for one, this satanic panic still lingers in a way. In general, ask people around Lake Geneva what they think of the game, and a lot of them act like you're pointing to a bug under a rock. There's a sense of shame about it. And I think that really is a shame. As usual, while D&D is dominant in this week's summary podcast, it's not the only thing. There is a new edition of Pathfinder on the way, and that will be four books, some released during D&D's 50th anniversary year. Except it's not really a new edition, it's kind of a revision. That said, it's a revision that needs some backwards compatibility, so it's more than a front cover change. In particular, this revision of Pathfinder, one that I'm calling Pathfinder 2R, removes the RPG's dependence on Wizards of the Coast's OGL. And I bet Wizards are less than thrilled to have a high-profile reminder of the OGL drama, just as they're trying to sell the new D&D edition that year. That's the one that used to be known as One D&D and is now just known as D&D. Mind you, if Wizards of the Coast really wanted to avoid bad PR, then they probably shouldn't be sending out actual Pinkerton agents after Magic the Gathering cards. And that's what they did to retrieve some magic from a streamer. Now don't worry, our streamer hadn't stolen them. He had just been given the wrong box by mistake. And as a YouTuber is undoubtedly pleased with all the PR he's getting. The Pinkertons have been paid and if you don't know, this is an actual group of privately owned investigator agents based in the USA, and people with enough money can hire them. So I think the only loser so far is Wizards of the Coast. Team Geek Native has had a busy week. I've not written that story up, but links to it via Kotaku, who did, are in the Friday wrap-up and in the podcast transcript, which you can find through the link in the show notes. Moving further away from D&D takes us to Green Ronin's Mutants and Masterminds superhero system. Mutants and Masterminds will be the basis for the new and official Valiant RPG. Green Ronin has signed a deal with DMG Entertainment and Valiant to launch the official Valiant Adventures role-playing game. That's due in 2024. Alexander Thomas, who is developing the new RPG, told the press, The worlds of Valiant campaign setting features game stats for over 80 heroes and villains and iconic locations like Britannia, the Dead Side, Earth, the Faraway, New Japan, Space, the Stalinverse and the Unknown. That's about all this week, except for a reminder to vote in May's RPG Publisher Spotlight while you can, or prepare for the upcoming June poll. The current candidates are Totty Quest Games, Atlia Clandestine, Sixpence Games, Sanctum Media, and Forever People. 
there are also three bundles to call out. On the bundle of holding, until the 17th of May, there's one from Liberty Gothicus, and it's a P versus P Fellowship RPG. There's another ending just before that for a Gallant Knight's Tiny Dungeon Mega Bundle. And there's a day or two left on Solidarity. The bundle of holding says that there are no Pinkertons involved in the Solidarity offer, and that's one that includes the anti-Nazi Sigmata RPG, Beat the Boss, and Cryptomancer. Some of the money raised in that particular bundle will be donated to the charity Corporate Accountability, which fights to stop international business from making the world worse. And on that note, let's wrap there, and we'll catch up next week. Until then, don't let the system grind you down, and fight on.